You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about the power of story with our guest, Melissa Reeves, executive storytelling coach, and how stories can change lives. Join us and get the story. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we have Melissa Reeves as our guest. Melissa Reeves is an executive storytelling coach who helps professionals hone the craft of narrative for their investor pitches, keynotes, and TED Talks. Haven't you always wanted to do a TED Talk, but you didn't know how to get started? Melissa can help you. Her thriving company, Story Fruition, mentors execs globally. She's also an award-winning storyteller who takes the art elements. She performs on stage and she takes them to the boardroom. Woohoo! Her book, <laughs> The Storyteller's Mind Movie, Mesmerize and Captivate Your Business Audiences. That comes out this fall. She's a proud mom of two great adult kids and two silver tabbies. And she <laughs> lives blissfully in the Seattle area. Welcome, Melissa. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Ariel. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. And Melissa, Melissa is truly a talent and it's an amazing gift that she has. And I wanted her to teach us about it a little bit because it's incredible and it's not something that everyone can do. And I just thought that you all might be interested in hearing about it. So I've got so many questions, Melissa. Okay. (laughs) Storytelling. Storytelling is a tradition that's been around for thousands of years. That's, That's how people originally learned right? They learned by hearing stories, right? How did you get into storytelling? Well, human beings really are storytelling machines. I, everyone tells stories now. We tell dating stories and family stories and in business vision stories and all sorts of case, case stories. They're called case studies in the business world, but I call them case stories. And so we're all, we're all storytellers since the time that we lived in caves, But what I try to do is I try to help people become mind movie makers, which is why my book is called The Storyteller's Mind Movie, because someone who really studies this craft can really ignite a lot of emotions inside the listener's head. And so you earlier said not everyone can do it. And I'm going to push back and say, yes, you can. It's just that we've never been. Yeah, it's just that we haven't been taught. I don't know about you growing up in in elementary school or high school or middle school or any of them. Did you have your storytelling class? No, you didn't. And and so there's a few of us that walk the planet that do it. And I started uh, acting when I was, I knew I was an actor probably by six, but I started acting at nine and I never stopped. So I started studying storytelling probably as early as nine years old. Love it. So basically what you're telling me is that everyone can do this, but they do need to learn how to do it. Yeah. 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 And that's what the book is about. So the book is literally a hands-on guide. Like I break down when you have a character, for instance, I'll give an example. When you have a character that's in the story, so it's you and someone, most people don't really introduce the character so that we can see them. 
people will say something like, and then my dad told me, and instead they'll say, my dad, he was about 50 years old, his hair was balding, and he was very upset about his dad belly. <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of things that you can say so that we can see him and relate to him. You know, so the way that a storyteller would introduce a character, you can tell the relationship even by the tone. So if I say my dad versus my dad, see Absolutely. the difference in my voice. And yeah. so I teach that. I teach how you can find your stories and then craft them so that they're really like really well laid out. They have a nice arc. There's tension. You have your aha moments and the listener goes on a journey with you. Hey, everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. I love that. It's really fun. And we can so, all do it. <laughs> so you mentioned in prior conversations that we've had that you mm -hmm. use this in a storytelling professional context. So you told me that you're helping people work in their businesses. Like, let's say someone's trying to do an investor pitch. Could you give me an example of something you might say to them or how you would coach them or something that they would say? Absolutely. I started in investor pitch work. That's where I started with this work. I was standing in the uh, halls of this giant hotel with about 300 angel investors, all waiting for these kids at the Seattle University to pitch their big idea for $10,000. And all I saw over and over again was a slide with a graph and them saying the problem. And then they'd tell us the graph and the stats. And then they'd say the solution. And they'd show us more graphs and pie charts. And it was right then and there that I realized this is not emotional. I can't no, get what, No, what a snore fest. Oh exactly. my God. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is though, in business and especially in an investor, there's a science and an art to starting a, a company. You know that. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to immediately realize is that if you start with a story of a, of a person having the problem, you come in as the hero. So I spend a lot of my day helping companies are getting ready for their investor pitches, helping them find that story. I, I I'm even it. helping the South Korean government who's working with entrepreneurs who are coming into this country and they don't have story. They just have a bunch of graphs. I see this all day long. It's not just South Koreans. It's everywhere. And so that's the first thing that I, I do. And that's really kind of some of my subject matter expertise is helping. Can you give an pitch. example of something that they might say that would be compelling. I'd love oh. to hear. Yes. Yes. This one's actually in the book. Um, so I, I saw this gentleman, I was at one of these kind of cattle, cattle calls of, of presenters that were going to be in front of people that could literally write them big checks. And they'd already written a big check to do this tour. And there was a gentleman that I noticed in the booklet that he was literally solving at a rapid rate ovarian cancer that their wow. medicines were reducing tumors faster than anyone had seen before. But he did not want to be there. You could tell that he wanted to just be in the lab <laughs> looking at Petri <laughs> dishes and, and just being quiet and, and solving complex problems. But he is now a CEO and he's a scientist and he's up on a stage and he's got to ask for money and you can tell he hates it. So he starts off and he literally, as we're eating our lunch, opens up with a giant picture of a lab rat with a tumor on its thigh, the size of a baby's head. It was disgusting. Ew, and, then the, 
then there were these <laughs> these graphs behind wow. it in gray. You couldn't read them, and it was just unfortunately a sleeping lunch. While you're eating lunch, right? Oh yeah, it, you could see you could just see people putting their sandwiches down and pushing the sandwich box away. <laughs> but if I had worked with him, I would have started off with something like, "Meet Sarah." She's a 42-year-old soccer mom, and she's on the phone, and her doctor is delivering her very serious news. You have stage two ovarian cancer, and now we're going to have to go in, and I'll let you know right now, you're going to have these types of medicines, radiology, or uh, radiation, possibly chemo. We have to discuss your options, and as Sarah looks over at the Christmas tree, she's hoping that she can just see it again next year. She's yeah. terrified. Yep. At XYZ Pharma, we are stopping Sarah's negative plight and we are now changing that course. That trajectory is changing. And then he could go on. Now he could bring in charts. He could maybe bring in that rat picture. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the beginning. No, no. Right. But do you see the difference is that if he would start with an emotional story, he hooks us. We're fighting yeah. now for Sarah's life with him. Yes. And people are engaged. Yes. And they want to hear that. Right. And then when he leaves, people aren't going to be like, you know that, well, they probably did with the rat, but a lot of people think that they're going to say, you know, that guy with the pie chart, that was really an impressive pie chart. No, they're going to get <laughs> the rat. They're going to get no. the rat. <laughs> or they could say, remember the guy that was saving Sarah's life? Yes. That's what you want them to remember. That's why your stories are imperative. And the way you tell the yes. story is an essential business skill. It's an essential business skill. So there's lots of room out there for work that I'm doing. Uh, and That's I'm, wonderful. And I'm so grateful that I can take my entire salesman marketing career and my acting and combine it to bring this to so many wonderful people and companies. So That's wonderful. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to ask some more questions. And I'm going to bring up some physiology commentary about storytelling. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. So this is a did you know? Hey, everybody, did you know that the brain maps information through associational areas? And what it does is it associates things that you experience, hear, see, or sense, or feel while you're having them. And that maps that with memory. So for that example, so Melissa's helping people create memories where they associate a company with saving Sarah's life versus associating um, a potential investment with a rat tumor. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, that's how people remember and when people remember something that is well-crafted and well-honed and purposeful, 
I think it motivates behavior, right? So, and when we're talking about creating stories for investing, it motivates investing. <laughs> Obviously, you teach other types of storytelling as well. And I know you said you prep people to do TED Talks. Do you mind caring <laughs> about that a little bit? Because I think personally, I think that's fascinating. I love those TED Talks and they're beautifully prepared. And I always wonder what people go through to to set those up or to prep for those? Well, let me preface that I am not a TED Talk coach, but I have had several people that have gotten one and then they're like, oh my gosh, I want to impress them. And so I have helped prepare and then they will bring that to their TED Talk. And I think that's very smart. So it's a <laughs> Be- contribution to that. Yeah. And yeah. you're helping them with the crafting. You're helping them with um, working with a character, helping people get engaged in the story. Finding the story. So they come up. So and we can say TED Talk is synonymous with just a keynote or your signature talk. So I have I have several signature talk clients. And so there's one. Her name is Lisa Levy of um, L Cubed Consulting, and she's working on uh, a signature talk. And what we did was we started just story mining. And this is in my book where we are going to look for what are the relevant stories that are going to match the thesis of what you want to do. And so what we did was I always try to find personal stories as well as business stories because people want to get to know the storyteller. And so her first story in her talk is called Free Fall. And it's the time when she went skydiving with her stepson and how she almost backed out of it and practically shattered his dreams. And she realized that when you say you're going to do something, you better do it because that other person's relying on you. And so she took this story and it's, it's hilarious too. I mean, the way she tells it is so great. And when she lands after, you know, being on the plane, she then out of off the plane, she then has business points that are the reasons why she's telling the story. So every story you tell needs to have like, and this is what I walked away with and I'm giving to you. So your listeners need to relate to you, see the story, be entertained, educated and key thing, not bored. Do not bore them. (laughs) And so I am ensuring that I'm like, you will not bore them. You know, I love that. You know, this weekend, my, my, one of my dad's great friends passed away a few months ago and we're doing his memorial on zoom. And so I'm going to share a story about beet juice. And so this story is that when um, I was a teen my dad's friend uh, took his family to a summer house on a private island on uh, near Martha's Vineyard. And he used to have us all come. And I used to cook. I helped cook for this whole group of people. And people like to prank each other. And so this man hated beets. And so I tried to sneak beets into the cheesecake. Like, you know, the drizzle that you put on the cheesecake. I tried it, but he, he looked at it like an investigative reporter and he peeled it back and he smelled it and he looked at it and examined it. And no, he wasn't interested in that. He found out their beet, this beet juice. But one time I mixed beet juice in with his wine and he drank it and his eyes bugged out. And then he said, nothing, like nothing ever happened, but we knew we had gotten him. <laughs> so I'm going to share that at a memorial service because I think it's going to make it a lot more fun than just absolutely straight up, absolutely. you know, and, and you know, I can't hear a story without, I always joke that if I were an interior decorator and I walked in your house, just forgive me if I fluff the pillow. <laughs> 
I can't help it. <laughs> I just can't help it. So when I hear a story, I'm like, how old were you? Where are you standing? What room were you in? What was his, what was his personality like? You know, like, like well, that's even those, better. Yes. Because you can, so that's the live coaching. So yeah, that's beautiful because you do do that. You, you have to set the scene. Yeah. You have, you have to set the scene. And so I love that you said you did start with, I'm a teen. And so I would be as precise as possible because here's why a 13 year old is different than a 19 year old. And what you want you, what you want the audience to see is you at 13. Okay. And with that, we can then go 13 year old, uh, hormonal, uh, uh, nervous, awkward, frisky, you know, versus a 19 year old might be more like thinking about college, a little more serious or, you know, uh, already starting their job. Like, so there, you have to, when you, when you, when you start with where you are in life, you, you, you set the stage already immediately for the audience. So. That's fantastic. So thank you. And I was 19. I was starting my stage in life. I was taking a break from school and I wanted to get a good prank in and pranking is not easy for me. And so I worked hard on this. I spent weeks planning this prank and I got it done. So thank you for the See, coaching. That background right there is fun to know because what you, a lot of people, a lot of people, I know you were telling the story quickly, but if you're going to be up there and you got a couple of minutes and you can tell a story and it's really well told and it's three minutes or it's five minutes, people aren't going to mind because it's so much fun to listen to. Exactly. So, so I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about our listeners. Okay. So how mm-hmm. could they apply what you're sharing in their lives? They could do it in business, but they can also do it personally, like you said, to entertain people. Oh, you become so sexy when you can be a great storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> Your dating profile can go up. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah. And, and the beauty of this is somebody complains that it's too long. That's a great way to vet, to, uh, vet them and to know if they're not a fit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And this is why, like, the more you practice storytelling, like when I teach my course, my, my clients, my private clients, it's about a 12 week, every other week meeting. I'm yeah. finding their stories. We are then storyboarding them. This is what the book is about. So if you're interested in this, when the book comes out, you may really appreciate the content in there. So you go into storyboarding, which is just really kind of a, it's like scene. So every story is a movie, right? So it has opening scene and we title it. The second scene, we title it. The third scene. So you know where you're going so that you are not meandering. So that you're not droning on and on and getting your audience maybe frustrated or confused. These stories, like I said, they're well-crafted. But you want to tell them naturally. You don't want to sound canned. You don't want to be too big or, you know, too monotone. Like there's a whole bunch of elements, the way you use your voice, Mm -hmm. the way you use pausing. Pausing is really big. Yes. Balancing humor with seriousness, knowing when to put the humor in. Senses, making sure that people can see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, feel it, all of that stuff. Those are deliberate choices by the presenter, which I would also call a storyteller. I see no difference. (laughs) Now you've been on the moth radio hour, correct? I've been on moth stages. Stages. Um, I I, I do a lot of podcasts. In fact, this, this Friday uh, in Seattle, I'm in a live show with uh, story collider, which is a wonderful podcast and there's stories of science. And so I'll be telling a story about, uh, uh, birthing my kids and some of that adventure, but don't worry. It's not gross. It's actually, it's a really good story. <laughs> it's called baby door. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so there are different types of stories as you had asked earlier. So there's, yes, so in business, there's case stories. I, I talked about that, vision stories, investor pitches. Those are all story worthy. Um, in other realms, there is like you did, you know, you can like, people who are conducting celebrations of life should be telling stories because that's what people are there for. Yeah. I am an ordained um, minister and I told, I opened uh, a wedding with the story of the bride and the groom. And it was wonderful. It was a great way to, to warm up the room. And then I walked over and then we started the ceremony, but the story was a, to, to bond the entire room to the love of that couple. Oh, I There's love also, that. And then there's also social advocacy, which I also do a lot of. So um, I, I have composed quite and told quite a few stories on mental health, as well as um, inclusion. I don't want to say anti-racism because I don't want racism even entering anything. I want us right. to celebrate diversity, In equity, and inclusion. inclusion. But you can tell that through the stories of someone who has experienced yes. awful racism. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so social advocacy storytelling is extremely important and something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. And I've, I've um, heard those productions and they're very moving and very powerful. Melanin Stories Matter. That was our show. Yeah. Melanin Stories Matter. Yep. Can people still find that online? It's on YouTube. Yeah. So if you go to oh, YouTube great. and it's not over, it's just, um, I think it's just taking a little pause but it is on YouTube. We have a channel and you'll see probably 60 pieces of content, full shows as well as single shows. And every single person that tells that story is a person of color. And our, our, and then we interview them at the end of it to really the goal is to unite us, yes. to unite us, to see people. Because again, those types of stories allow us to get, so storytelling allows the listener to step into the shoes of someone else. And when they step into the shoes with a really well-told story, their hearts can open and they can start to mm -hmm. think about maybe some of the self narratives that were infused into their own heads growing up, maybe they weren't so true. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing that I have found is the self narrative that people hold can sometimes be healed during some of the sessions that I work on. And I'm not a therapist, trust me, I'm not, but I have seen, I've seen some breakthroughs from clients on some, some moments and these are business clients. Wow. Um, that's moving. Yeah. I had, a, I had a client who, um, who had not, it's amazing. It's Dr. Noor Ali. Uh, I have her, her story on my YouTube channel too, for story fruition. And there was a moment in her life that she just felt like it was a giant failure. And that was her self-narrative. And so every time we got to that moment, she would just get very emotional, didn't want to go further, couldn't, couldn't get past it until and I was like, we have to get past it because it's like the thing that happens that makes you get to where you are today, mm -hmm. which is because she was a surgeon and now she's a health insurance, like mega person. And I'm like, we have to know that moment. So we have to do this part. So what we did was we found a metaphor. We found a metaphor for her so that when she got to it, she said, so when she fails the test, she said, the results of the test weren't what I expected. And she said, I was obsessed with this test. It was like this fire breathing dragon mm. that was melting my armor. And then she was able to kind of detach from it with that metaphor and get herself through it. So there's lots of things that we can do to protect the storyteller because another thing is, is you don't want to be telling stories that are wounds, like they still, still hurt. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they need time. And mm -hmm. so we call those scar stories. So if it's a scar story and you think it's a story that 
it's going to educate. This is where sometimes the mental health stories can, can come in because you got to maybe go to a spot in your life where you're like, oh, wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh-huh. Those, right. So you have to be able to get into those moments and be able to tell that story where you're not breaking down, you know, like you're able to get through it. So I, I monitor that a lot. <laughs> That's great because people need that support. And I think it's great that you're giving it to them. And you're also creating a space for them to step into connecting with and expressing that part of themselves. And also, of course, healing some of that pain. Because when people share and move energy by sharing a story, they're also moving it through their bodies, right? So that they can experience some healing, which is really profound. Yeah, you know a lot about that. So (laughs) who knew that we were in tandem? (laughs) I know, right? Well, I, you know, storytelling is working with that throat chakra for sure. And other parts of our energy system as well. Absolutely. Very profound. It's very profound. So here's the thing, everybody. If you want to read Melissa's book in the show notes, I'm going to put her email address and you can send her an email. Um, Melissa, what's your email? Well, the best way to reach out to me is to actually go to www.storytellwithmelissa.com. And that's a page you'll land on and it'll, you'll just tell me a little bit about yourself, what you're needing. Like, if you're like, I just want to sign up for your book, please write that. And I will tag you because we are getting ready for pre-sales very soon. And, um, I can, I can put you in there if you're interested in talking to me about private coaching or your corporation, you're like, we need to tell stories better. Please go to storytellwithmelissa.com and let's have a conversation to see what I can do to uh, potentially help you or your organization. That's fantastic. And then I also mentioned Melon and Stories Matter. That's in the show notes. And also um, just a little bit more information about Melissa and her incredible history and incredible journey. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about empowerment for them through storytelling? You have stories and they matter. You've been walking this planet for decades and you have thousands of stories actually, but there are a few that are gems. And if you can find those, I mean, and if you're a parent, for instance, you can share stories that when you were a child and you can understand when you were 13 and awkward and when you were 19 and cocky and all that stuff, you know, and in business, and sometimes those stories apply to a business use case. So just trust, trust your stories matter because they do. And we want to hear them and we want you to tell them, just tell them well. (laughs) Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your insights and your stories. And I want you to know, I really appreciate you. And I know our listeners do too. And thank you. Likewise, likewise, you're brilliant at your work. I can, I can vouch for your work. (laughs) Thank you so much. And so to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. And until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks so much. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. 
contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.